0: I can't wait for you to experience the magic of this beautiful gratitude journal for mothers. Welcome to Hidden Gems, a special series for the 330 podcast. I'm Rachel, and I often talk about uncovering the magic and finding the flecks of gold in our motherhood. Well, our library of almost 300 podcast episodes is a treasure trove of information and inspiration, but it might feel intimidating to sort through it all and find the hidden gem that you need right now within your mothering journey. So as part of this new series, each Thursday in April and May, I'm going to uncover a hidden gem from our podcast archives. These episodes will consist of one takeaway from one of my favorite previous episodes of 3 and 30. I hope this will be a quick midweek nugget of wisdom for you. And if you want to hear the full episode, we will, of course, link that in the show notes. For our full-length episode this past Monday on the podcast, I talked with Dr. Tia Kim, a developmental psychologist and mom of two, about preventing childhood sexual abuse. Unfortunately, it isn't within our control to guarantee our kids will be safe from sexual abuse, but Dr. Kim reassures us that having age-appropriate conversations with our kids will benefit our relationship beyond keeping them safe and informed. Your children will learn that it's safe to confide in you with their questions and concerns, and that is so beautiful. For this week's Hidden Gem, I wanted to re-air a takeaway from episode 38 with Tony Overbay about how to maintain positive relationships with our teenagers. What I love about this interview is that his takeaways apply to parents with kids of all ages. It's easy to talk about wanting to be a safe place for our kids, but how do we actually do that? Are we prepared for them to tell us things that are uncomfortable to hear? Tony shares things that we can start when our kids are little that will help when they're teenagers, or things we can tweak and start doing now if our children are already in their teens. Tony Overbay is a licensed marriage and family therapist and host of several podcasts, including The Virtual Couch and Waking Up to Narcissism. Tony works with a lot of teenagers in his private practice, and it has given him the opportunity to, in turn, work with a lot of parents to help interactions with their kids become more productive and positive. Before we jump into that excerpt, I am so excited to tell you about a project I've been working on behind the scenes. Who has been listening to 3in30 long enough to remember my workshop, Declutter Your Motherhood? I loved teaching this in-person workshop pre-pandemic, and I'm so excited to announce that I am finally turning it into an online workshop that will be available for purchase in the next month or so. By way of background, I taught this workshop to in-person groups many times in 2018 and 2019, but I had to cancel my workshop in March of 2020 for obvious reasons, and then I had to cancel my workshop in April of 2020 as well because lo and behold, the pandemic was still raging, and then I decided to put the workshop on hold indefinitely while I tended to other aspects of my business and a year of virtually schooling my kids. Those were such crazy times, weren't they? Last year, I realized that I wanted to bring back the workshop, but I wanted to create it as an audio course that women from all over the country and world could listen to on their own time and learn the best of the best of what I've learned about decluttering your motherhood like you would declutter a Pinterest-worthy closet. The workshop will all be released on a private podcast feed, so you can consume it at your own pace, and it includes a PDF workbook to help with deep thought work and reflection as you learn. I have to say these past few weeks, as I've been working hard behind the scenes to prepare this workshop, the wonderful memories from hosting it over a dozen times have come flooding back to me. I've really missed teaching it and learning alongside the amazing women who attended, and I just can't wait to offer it to you in this new format. It's such a fun and impactful workshop, and if you want to get on the email list to stay up to date on when the course will be released and all the details to come, all you need to do is text the word waitlist to 33777. That's the word waitlist, W A I T L I S T, to 33777 for more details to come soon. I simply cannot wait. Okay, without further ado, here's this week's Hidden Gym with Tony Overbay. So tell us a little bit about you have your own teenagers, your kids are 14, 16, 18, and 20. Exactly. But then you also end up with a lot of teenagers in your office, I'd imagine. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Um, and I don't think I shared this last time, but, uh, you know, I did 10 years in a different career. I was in the software industry and, uh, wasn't really kind of feeling it. And I always felt, I really did feel kind of a calling to work with men in, in therapy and, and go back to school, become a therapist. And so, Uh, I did, and it was funny in grad school. I would usually people would say, Hey, why are you? Why are you here? What's your passion? I would I would say this I want to work with men and then the instructor would typically laugh And I wouldn't know what that laugh was about and then it was this concept where then I find out guys don't typically come into therapy (laughs) And unless they're you know, it's working in the realm of maybe an addiction or couples therapy And so you know I wasn't getting a lot of those male clients that I felt called to work with but I started noticing an opportunity To work with teenagers and in particular at first it was a lot of teenage boys Mm. and uh and and i just started to really embrace that and look at okay maybe here's part of that call is to help um teenage boys and teenagers in general have a voice and then the more i start digging in there and this is going to sound super judgmental to parents But I started finding that it wasn't so much that I could, you know, quote, fix the kid, but it was more about what that interaction, the communication, you know, was with parents. Mm. And I found myself really wanting to do a lot of parent training and parent coaching and uh, and doing a lot more kind of empathy work with my teenage clients With, with their
0: parents the parents. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly.
1: And so, and I think i kind of mentioned this on the last podcast when we were talking about the nurtured heart approach, because this is, again, this is kind of one of these key concepts, I think, is that I started noticing that the the teenagers that were coming into my office weren't ones who had said to their parents, Hey, I I think I really need to talk to somebody. And I will say there were one or two, but I mean, really that few out of, you know, at this point, hundreds of teenage clients I had worked with. And typically it was parents saying, Hey, fix my kid. Uh, we don't know what else to do with them fix them So I would get a kid that would come in and they would just not be happy to be in my office And and I was you know, I would typically say uh, Hey, just want to let you know. I don't really have a magic wand or magic beans or anything. They're gonna all of a sudden um, Help you know exactly what to do uh, So I just want to kind of spend some time and, and we've got 50 minutes here um, Let's just let's just talk And and then I start noticing that okay if they didn't feel like I was trying to fix them that was a good thing Mm. but then I started latching onto this concept of hey you know to to the teenager um, have your parents ever said to you hey buddy you can come talk to me about anything and then it's like okay I mean again I'm not a black and white thinking all or nothing guy typically but I want to say every teenager ever in the world would then kind of raise their head up and say oh yeah I've heard that one. And then it would be, okay, what happens when you, what's happened when you uh, wreck the car or, you know, get a bad grade or, you know, break curfew or that sort of thing? And then it's, oh, my parents flip out. And so then it's kind of this, again, it, you know, it was like this light bulb um, that just came on in me that was saying, okay, teenager now has to control the flow of information because they've been told they can come to their parent with anything. But then when they do come to their parent with something parent doesn't want to hear, then parent flips out and then teenager now withdraws, um, isolates. And then parent now, now, and it's like basically and now we're off, you know, with the kind of dysfunctional relationship, mm. parent feeling like they can't communicate with the kid and kid feeling like they can't communicate with their parent, even though parent saying, I'm here for you. Why don't you come to me? And then teenager saying, oh, I'm not falling for that one again. Right. So that was kind of the the pattern I started to see.
0: Okay. So it, what it really sounds like is you have a passion for like getting to the root of these issues that, you know, end up with adults in counseling with serious problems with addiction and different things. Yeah. Really down at the root, it's about attachment and good communication yes. that starts, can start in our homes. Like we can talk to our children in a way and teach them how to communicate in a way that will help them to have healthier relationships their whole lives. Is that true?
1: Oh, man, so much. I'm glad you kind of jumped in there because I was going, right? So would you say that
0: that the first takeaway is what you talked about, having that honest communication with our teenagers where we're not going to flip out when they tell us something, and to actually mean that, that they can talk to us about anything, And we will react calmly. Is that your first takeaway for how to get your teenagers to talk to you? Yeah,
1: and I I like the way you put that because it really – it can't just be a, hey, here's a suggestion. It is an active process. It takes work. And here's where I'll throw a 10 second plug in for, you know, I'm a big fan of, of doing people call it thought work. I'm a big fan of mindfulness. I mean, it's learning how to not react in that moment. Mm. And I feel like that's super important. I'm glad you put that there. So, so you um, do
0: want you may want to react absolutely. when your kid comes oh gosh, and yeah. tells you that they're having sex or that they're whatever it might be. Of course you want to of react. Of
1: course, you're human. But what do you do? Yeah, so you're human. And I mean, that's the thing I love about this. You, you're going to have those emotions because that's kind of how you, that's your experiences in life. And you want to be a good parent and you've already been through things and all those things that then we start to lecture our kids about. But if we jump right in there with that, then they're just shutting down because then it's like they just said something. And then we just went ahead and shut them down because I already know I've been there, buddy. I know what's going on. I, and it's like, no, listen, you know, listen to them pause, turn off that fixing and judgment brain. And, and yeah, just kind of learn how to, to not, you know, to how learn how to not overreact. Yes.
0: Yeah. It's like practicing having a poker face. Yeah. When yeah. they, you know, when my oldest was two, he was playing with a friend and it, and I was chatting with the mom. And after about 20 minutes, we realized we hadn't heard the kids for a while, uh-huh. two, two, maybe three. And we went upstairs and the door was locked. Bad sign. Mm -hmm. And we knocked and said, what are you guys doing in there? And they said, we're playing doctor. Oh, (laughs) And I was so glad that that door was there. Like, so we had this door and and we looked at each other and she was like, what? And I'm like, whatever we see, like stay calm. Like we had this chance to, I'm like, they're little children, like stay calm, act like it's not a huge deal and we'll talk to him you know and so then we had him open the door and sure enough we needed to have some conversations about some things but i was so grateful that my friend and i had a that that door that chance yeah to to decide what we were going to do and so it's almost like in any scenario imagine like you have that that door that closed door moment where you're like go blank for a second and remain calm and then open the door and talk to your kid
1: you know, I, I like that. And, I, and maybe I've never actually said this one. I just thought of this one in, uh, on the fly here. But um, I know when I, I get a chance to speak a lot and I love that and I'll always open the floor for questions at the end. And I love that part. And sometimes somebody will ask a question and I do need a moment to pause. But, you know, I think mm. there's that still part of me that wants to look like I'm in control of the situation. And there's this, you know, there's this technique of, hey – I that's a great question. And I'm really glad you asked that one. I mean, sometimes that's enough of a pause to kind of gather your thoughts. I almost mm. feel like in a parenting moment, because I think I do this with my own kids, even though I'm I've been doing this for a long time. And I feel like I'm well practiced at it. But a lot of times because I was thinking about this last night driving home from a game for, with one of my daughters, we were in a pretty, pretty long drive. And she she's kind of sharing some things which I love. And uh, and I it, one of the things I was like, hey, you know what, I just want to say, I'm really glad that you feel like you can, you can say this to me while on the inside, I'm like, Oh boy. All right. Uh, got a rally, <laughs> you know, <laughs> get ready. No fixing and judgment. But you
0: kind of had like that planned response. <laughs> yeah, but, like,
1: yeah. So I was like, man, I'm so glad you feel like you can talk to me about this. Yeah. So right. I know I like what that's, you're, that's the door. I like that. The, the door. Yeah. Approach. yeah.
0: Isn't Tony so great. I feel at ease when listening to him and you can tell that he's committed to helping his clients feel heard and safe. I appreciate how he explains why teenagers often don't feel safe talking to their parents and what we can do to show them we mean it when we say that they can come to us with anything. If you want to hear the rest of Tony's wisdom on this topic, be sure to check out the full episode linked in the show notes. And be sure to subscribe to the show by hitting the little plus button in the top right corner of your podcast listening app so you can be notified of new episodes every time they drop. I'll see you back here Monday for our full 3 and 30 episode and next Thursday for another Hidden Gym. Be well my friend, I'm rooting for you.